Hey leaders, welcome back to Soundbite Training. Uh, we hope that these trainings have been uh, beneficial to you guys and helping and equipping as we journey as small group leaders. And today we wanted to focus on your own walk with Christ, your own formation. And so we have two awesome guests with us, Jim and Jill Karch. Um, you may know them from around Eastview. Jim is one of our small group coaches and so is Jill. And Jill is also the junior high admin. So they are all things junior high all the time. Love it. Um, but I want to let them introduce themselves a little bit to you guys and then we'll jump on into this conversation. Yeah. Hi. So I'm Jill Karch and um, we've been attending Eastview since 2000. And as far as like our experiences with Eastview, um, gosh, we've done a little bit of everything, especially me. Yep. I started in the nursery with our little ones and then worked all the way up through to um, junior high and high school, mm -hmm. led small groups. We've led adult groups together. So like it yeah. seems like we always do things together, which has been fun yes, over the years. Yes, it has we've, been. We've done junior high, yeah. high school, marriage, small groups. That's that's always fun. Yes. You being on staff, I just follow you around, which is great. So <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> so that's yes. us. Yes. Yeah, thank you guys so much. That is something that we love about you is how much you guys serve together. I feel like you guys are a really good mm. model of that. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, just to jump in. Why is it important to be focusing on your own development as a Christ follower? Yeah, so, you know, we're we're being formed into something every day, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we're not the same person that we were a year ago, five years ago. Every day, we are making a choice on a path of formation. And we can choose to... Um, to do things that draw us closer to the Lord or choose things that are going to pull us further away. And um, so it's a choice that we make daily. And I, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And you can't, what I love is the, the saying that you can't lead students where you're not going. Exactly. You know, if, if you're not mm -hmm. growing, you can't take students closer to Jesus if you're not getting closest, mm -hmm. closer to Jesus. Over the years, yes. I, I've always found that students sense, sense authenticity. If you're not authentic, they'll smell it a mile away. If you're right. not growing, they know that and they just, they don't want to get closer in that way. So I think a lot of times as leaders, we try to find the right things to say or the, the right things at the right times. And I think even more important than that is our own walk, our own life and our yes. own walk. Let that do the speaking. So I'm just going to say it again, students sense authenticity. So I think the most important thing we can do is that Matthew 633 where we just, we seek first the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And if your relationship with God though, is not where it should be, then nothing else is going to be in order. Right. Right. So I know, you know, we've talked before about that cup Im imagery, you mm -hmm. know, where, you know, it's like if, how full is your cup? Yes. So if you want, you want, you want me to, okay, I'll do it. All right. So this, this image of a cup, you know, so we've got a, if you, if you thought of your life of pouring into others as a cup, I don't know if you want to think of a cool chalice, like Indiana Jones kind of cool chalice, if you know, <laughs> of course. or if you know, Dixie cup, I don't know. I don't uh, know whatever your jam Indiana is. Indiana so, Jones so, is way more fun. <laughs> so Indiana, <laughs> yes, that, that is where I'd want to go. So Indiana Jones, last crusade cup, of course. So it is, it's, if that is the cup to which you're pouring out into others, 
what is what is filling your cup? If you're pouring from an empty cup into students, if nothing's filling you, then you're you're adding nothing. Actually, you're doing damage. And then the other facet is where are you getting your growth from? Because if you're not being fed into from from the word through prayer, through whatever spiritual practices and, and disciplines you have, mm-hmm. then again, you're not pouring out from what Jesus and God they're what they're pouring into you. So I, I think that 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 is, you know, what you are growing in is what you'll pour out. Mm. So true. Uh, would you guys take a moment to maybe talk about a time or a season in your life where, you're, where you were leading from a full cup and what that looked like? And then maybe a time, like to give an example of what it looks like or how you can tell maybe as a leader you're not leading out of that full cup. Man, I think one of the best times for that, that I loved was early on in high school ministry, they didn't have coordinators, they didn't have curriculum. Mm. And so you kind of had to come up with your own jam. Yeah, we and were so, on our own. So, we didn't have your, you yes. guys are so awesome to come Yay. in and step in. Leaders, you have no idea how awesome that is. Yes, yes <laughs> so, we're so thankful. So you had to come up with your own curriculum. You had mm. to, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I, as a house coordinator, Jill and I would have to come up with our own material and we'd yes. give a message and then wow. we'd come up with the questions. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's funny, but that was probably one of the times when I was growing the most Mm. because every week preparing and getting ready, you were just Mm -hmm. feeling constantly Mm -hmm. in preparation to be able to teach. Yes. And just praying over what we were going to present and just giving it to the Lord. It was just so formational to both of us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah. it was. It was. That's Don't all. go back there, though. Don't go back there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try not to. Yes. We'll hopefully we keep our jobs. Yes, we want you here. <laughs> um, so something I feel like I say all the time and we hear all the time in our cultures, we're just so busy and we always have stuff mm-hmm. going on. So like, what does it look like to create margin in our day-to-day lives for spiritual formation, for pursuing that growth in the midst of a time where it feels like everyone is lacking time? Yeah, so just in thinking about creating margin, um, for spiritual formation, you know, it's really about handing over control. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I struggle with this. Like I want to control so many things Yes. and, um, you know, God just continually brings me back to, um, that he is in control and that he's in control of my day. Mm. And, um, so I just, I try to begin every day in God's word and, um, we have our, our Saturday morning Sabbath that, that, that we've started a few years ago. Very and, different from how it used to be on our Saturday mornings. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> that was we, a get it, that was a that get was, it done Saturday yeah. morning. Mm. Used to when be. our kids were little, that was our cleaning day. Yeah. And everyone had their task charts. Yeah. Yes. And Saturday mornings were cleaning. Well, now Sabbath. everyone's older <laughs> and it's become Sabbath. A little different. <laughs> Sabbath Saturday. I like it. It's good. Yes. Yes. I love so, your morning times when you, I, you know, when yes. I see you in the morning, mm-hmm. your intentionality, you know, it's, it's at a place where we all will be around, but I'll see your Bible and your devotion and your journal mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. what you're writing and what you're taking notes on and seeing that out means a lot to me to see you do that. Yes. And again, like you said earlier, filling your cup so that you can pour into mm-hmm. others. And, um, uh, just one little tangent that I need to go on yeah. here <laughs> and it's not going to be a popular tangent probably, mm. But I do think it's been super helpful for me. And that is to just put your phone away for a while. Um, I just am super distracted by my phone. Mm. And I have found that if I just put it in another room and uh, just turn it off completely, then I'm able to give 100% of myself to the Lord Instead of that little nudging of, oh, I hear a buzz and oh, Mm. goodness, what's that? Who's trying to get me? 
I can just be completely surrendered to him and to his will for my life. You don't even bring the phone upstairs. No, you I don't. You keep the phone night downstairs. For that reason, because so. otherwise I would grab my phone first thing in the morning. Mm. Yep. So I know, I just know I need to have that boundary for myself. On that same note, I that one of the things I found to be really true is don't touch your phone first thing. What's the mm-hmm. first thing you touch and what's the last thing you touch mm. at night? So first thing, I, you don't touch your phone first thing. Whenever you get up, mm-hmm. for me, I have a rhythm. I'll go in over to my special place and I, will, I won't have touched my phone yet. I'll spend time with the Lord. I'll spend an hour with God where like, you know, my mentor, Bob Knapp, was like smacking me down and saying, you got to have an hour with the Lord. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, so I got to have an hour with the Ooh, Lord. That's a little intense <laughs> so, for me, but, it's but... Like, but it was, but it's like until that's done, then it's like, okay, you don't touch that phone because I totally find myself as soon as I pick it up, there's something to do. There's a task to be done. My mind starts racing toward the day as Mm -hmm. opposed to dwelling with him Mm -hmm. and setting my heart in the right place. Yes. So I, if I can go further with yeah, that, like the yeah, busyness, yeah. you know, our culture, it, it, I, I read this book, Crazy Busy. It mm. was so good. It talked yes. about, there was a person from a foreign country that came here to America and said, I thought the way that you, the way you greet people or everybody's name was busy, crazy busy because like, Hey, how are you? Crazy busy. Hey, how are you? Everybody would say they're crazy busy. So mm. we put a high value on busy. The busier you are, mm-hmm. the more important you are. And mm-hmm. slow is actually a four-letter word. It's a negative word. You say that if something is terrible, you say, well, the line is slow. The mm-hmm. service is slow. In fact, like a really insulting word to a person is to call them slow. And and why is that? You know, Jesus, Jesus never called us to be busy or to be in a hurry or to be marginless. You know, actually, the, the word that Dallas Willard says that describes Jesus best is relaxed. And I love that, you know, mm-hmm. when, uh, so again, Jesus never calls us to that. So if we're supposed to walk as Jesus walked and as it says in first John two, then we need to set margins in the right place to be obedient to the movement of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there are quite a few great resources right now about creating like margin, um, mm. in your life and stuff like that. I think about John Mark Comer's book <laughs> and stuff yes, like that. We so. love that book. That's, it's yeah. so good. Yes. I've been rereading it recently. So yeah, it's, it's just in my top my... five. That's in my, oh. that's in yep. my top five. Yeah. John Mark Comer, of Ruthless hurry. Elimination yep. of Hurry. Yes. If, you, if you as a leader have not read that yet, oh, read it. let me beg you to read that. Absolute must. Multiple time read. Yeah, yes. it's super great. Uh, another thing that I think personally for me, I'm just going to interject with like mm. something that I do is recently I've been trying to like pay attention to those like small promptings where the Lord is like, hey, just give me a couple minutes or whatever. Mm. I don't know if everybody experiences that, but I've noticed more and more in my life recently how like I have small promptings of the Lord just like calling me to spend some time with him. And sometimes mm. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that for sure. And then there are some times where I'm like, yes, after I get these like 17 things yes. done and then it's the end of the night and I haven't like taken care of that or like mm-hmm. spend, spent the time. And so yeah. I've, even if I just have like, you know, a minute or two, I'm like, okay, Lord, we've had this moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes. just like spend a moment in prayer or mm-hmm. spend a moment in my Bible or whatever that looks like. And so I try to pay attention to like just different promptings um, from the Holy Spirit yeah. in my own personal life. That's awesome. so. it's actually an ancient practice. Practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit mm. is just, it's from the desert fathers and monks and, and, and desert mothers. That's something that they've done forever. And uh, another mentor, Mark Warren, always, he's got this app. He, he has a pause app. Oh, by John Eldridge. Yeah, yep, yeah by John I use that. And so that's a really good way to just remind yourself, or if you've got one of those Apple watches, when it says, mm. hey, breathe. No, actually do a breath prayer, Mm -hmm. do a breath prayer where you breathe in something and breathe in the Lord, breathe out something. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a way for you to be able to connect with the Lord throughout the day. 
Yeah, that's a good idea, especially mm. since I usually ignore those breathe reminders. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why it keeps reminding me to breathe. Yes. I feel like it's always in that stressful moment. I don't know yeah. if it's like, oh, Felicia's heart rate went up, so we need to like tell her to breathe <laughs> yes, or, or what. But awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so what are some effective tools or ways you've sought development in your own walk? How do I figure out what works for me? Mm, yes. So we're talking about a lot of books that we love. <laughs> it's true. I've noticed mm. in this and Sorry Sacred Pathways <laughs> by uh, Gary Thomas is one of my favorites. Uh, we use that with the students. Yes. In the yes. Mm. In the, the SALT team, yep. which has been a thing the last few years mm -hmm. and was off this year. But um, yes. And, and Gary Thomas just does an excellent job of... Uh, just basically explaining each of the different sacred pathways that we can take to connect with the Lord. And, uh, you know, we all have different ones. None of them are, are, you know, better than one or the other, but I have definitely connected the most with, um, basically with the nature side of, yes. of connecting with the Lord. I just, and well, Jim and I can talk about this. We built, or we built, we bought <laughs> a house five years ago on a lake. Yes. And I cannot mm. tell you how apparent my sacred pathway of connecting with the Lord with nature just really was highlighted mm. after we moved there. Everything but just, geese. Everything but geese. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the geese. That's, yeah, that's the devil created. Yeah, yes, that, yes. But the swans. Bad theology, <laughs> no. bad theology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so well, anyway, yeah, I just, I feel like as I, I practice that um, and, and regularly carve out that time mm. where, you know, as I'm taking my time in the morning to just be out by the lake and just to notice God's mm. creation and just how much more that draws me into a deeper relationship and a deeper walk with him. Something I found that really connects with students, it's uh, the, the concept of an upstream and a downstream practice. Mm. Yes. So it's it, a lot of students feel guilty and in adults, we feel guilty yeah. whenever we're like, mm -hmm. oh, you're supposed to do this, this, and this mm -hmm. to be a quote Christian. And God created each of us in a unique way. You know, like that you know, Ephesians 2.10, we're created with a purpose, on purpose, for a purpose. We're God's handiwork. Mm -hmm. And so to think about it, I, I, the concept of like a fish, when a fish is swimming with the stream, with the current downstream, it's easy. It's natural. The fish, you know, it, it, you're using the water pro to propel you. There are some practices that are easier for you. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, there are some that are just harder. Those are upstream practices. They take effort. It's more of a challenge. If you think about your own rhythms, you need to know what they are, and you need to make sure you've got some that are easy for you some that fit within your wheelhouse, some that fill you, you get done and you just feel energized mm -hmm. with the mm -hmm. Lord. Then you need to balance that as a leader with those that are more challenging for you. The ones that stretch you, the ones that deepen you, it, it actually enhances your ability to break the pleasure principle in your life and rely more on him. So you need to have a balance of both downstream and upstream. And I, I've really found that really resonates with a lot of our students and, mm -hmm. and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great. Um, I feel like a, a quote that, or a, a phrase that John Mark Comer actually talks about a lot is that it's important to remember the spiritual practices are a means to an end. They're not the end goal. Like yeah. being in prayer with God isn't what relationship with God looks like. It sets you up 
to be closer to him. It sets you up to put yourself in the presence of God. So I feel like that a lot of times is why we're so hard on ourselves because like, if I'm not praying, I'm not connecting with God Mm -hmm. or whatever, but we, we still need to focus on these practices and they are a lot of the best ways that present ourselves before God. Yes. So true. And I love that. It's like they help us, but they don't save us. Yes. The Holy Holy Mm -hmm. spirit does the work, but Mm. I love like Richard Foster. I like how he talks about, we have to put ourselves in a position that the Holy Spirit works mm-hmm. on us. You know, we, we put ourselves before the Lord and the Holy Spirit does the work of changing our hearts. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. Well, as we're wrapping up this conversation, I think it'd be a really great turning point to talk about, okay, so how do we model spiritual development for our students? When we have an hour, an hour and a half in group time each week, what does it look like? Or throughout the week to show them like, hey, this is how I'm growing with God or model that for them so they are, are encouraged and want to follow on that same path. Yes, yes. So along the lines of books, Um, Eugene Peterson's book, um, The Contemplative Pastor, has this really awesome seed planting story that Jim is really good at at Uh, articulating this. So (laughs) tell the story, hon. This is a potato (laughs) one. Okay, this is the... It is, yes. So so if you were, let's say you got off work and you went home and you said, what do I want for dinner tonight? I want Mm. want potatoes. You don't go out in the backyard whenever you get done with work and go plant a seed and expect there to be potatoes for dinner. Mm-hmm. You actually, if you want something, if you want to be a person who pursues a person that's known as a person for the Lord, it takes time. You have to go out and plant the seed well ahead of it. You have to, it takes time where the seed will take time in the ground to grow in the dark. It takes nurturing. It takes, it takes the, the seasons to be able to pass. And that's what gets us what we want. It's, it's a training issue. It's a chance where it takes time, mm-hmm. time and training, get us to the growth that we, mm-hmm. where we need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really liken that to small group leadership. Mm. Uh, You know, you as a leader, you might just be a seed planter just for Mm. for junior high season. Or, you know, you also you might do a lot of weeding in junior (laughs) high, especially in junior (laughs) high. We've done that as well. Yes. Yes. And, you know, what's interesting is that as a leader, you don't always see the harvest. And so, um, Jim, I feel like though, especially with some of your guys that you've walked through life with, you've gotten to see some of that harvest and it's some of it takes time. It just is. It takes time. I've seen some students that, Mm. you know, in high school that I tell you what, I mean, you just shake your head and and you're just like, (laughs) I've got nothing. My patience is at an end. And I've had those students come back five years later and some of them that struggled with drugs or or pornography or whatever that might be. I can think of names and faces in my head. And Mm -hmm. I've had multiple ones that are in mission. They're in missions now. I've had some that have yeah. become pastors, some yes. that have that have just given their life to the Lord and mm-hmm. just live in wonderful lives for Him mm-hmm. and on a day to day basis. And, and and what we would consider ordinary, the Lord considers amazing. And so it's just a it is that kind of thing where it's a you know the patience and persistence and giving that to to Him mm-hmm. to the Lord. Again, I, I just think of it as it's that daily grind with the Lord where you're putting this before God and relying mm. on Him is what makes yes. that difference. Yes, it's the long mm. game long for game. sure. With these students. Long game. Yes. So I think if, if I could, let me end, let me, so to end maybe our time, because you know, Josh could go on and on. It's right, like, man, right. I'm it's, so talkative. It's all Josh. <laughs> it's all Josh. Yeah. Uh, so, so to end, I, I love this quote from, from James Brian Smith from Good and Beautiful God. And so it kind of comes back to that training, you know, comes back to as a leader, if hopefully you hear out of this, you know, you, you come up with what your practices are going to be. And, and do that. 
do that on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis. And so what he talks about is he says, I have come to believe the problem is not that we do not want to change, nor is the problem that we are not trying to change. The problem is that we are not training. We've not been, we've never been taught a reliable pattern of transformation. So uh, I, to end, I guess mm. I just would want to challenge each of us to find and pursue a pattern of training for transformation. Mm. Yes. Mic drop. I feel like that's it. <laughs> Honestly. No, thank you guys so much for joining us. Leaders, we really hope that this is a beneficial conversation that you'll be able to come back to time and time again. Have a great week.